Welcome to another episode of The Mandalorian, the weekly podcast in which the us Star Wars Minute Boys talk about the Disney Plus streaming show The Mandalorian, one episode at a time. It's us. I'm Alex Robinson. Yeah, I'm I'm Peter E. Taylor. And today we're talking about Chapter 11, Mm -hmm. which would be Season 2, Episode 3, if you're keeping score at home. Yes. So, um, what's it called? The heiress? The heiress. Yes. The heiress. Not bankruptcy, as I was. I'm always hoping that anytime something has a chapter 11, it'll be called bankruptcy. Mm. Not really appropriate Uh, for this episode, so. No. It's too bad. They should have worked that in, like, had it be a thing about someone being bankrupt in chapter 11. Right. Next time. At least mentioned it. Or maybe somebody, they're watching Wheel of Fortune or something. Hmm. (laughs) Uh, well, anyway, so let's. Uh, so last we left our friend the Mandalorian, he and Baby Yoda and Frog Lady were on their way from Tatooine to the planet. Uh, what's it Trask? called? Trask. Yeah. Trask. Trask. Not the and uh, uh, the Marvel industrialist. Yeah, that's right. Bolivar Trask. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, uh, the, well, the first one of my notes was that. Um, you know the the ship's all busted up, and he's like, "We're gonna have to try to re." So, could Boba could the Mandalorian armor go through re-entry on its own? Like, say he got thrown out of the ship and plummeted to Earth. Is the armor tougher than spaceship shielding? Uh, the, That's the armor, question. I think, is, but it doesn't cover everywhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you would have. Yeah, we like, definitely learned that in a, specifically in yeah. this episode. Um, yeah, you would have like neck joints and and uh, elbows and stuff that would be. You would come back with like an intact set of armor with a couple of bones in it, probably. It'd just be like a shell, like a right, uh, yeah, you know, like a hermit crab shell. Yeah. Um, and my my first note was uh, he can't even bungee the trunk because we, <laughs> we see like you know I know the ship's all busted up and and uh, yeah. but uh, it goes through and you see the trunk just kind of flapping and it's like come on even you know. Like a but like he an old did at one point, but it broke. Know. But it broke off, and he just didn't even realize it. You know, right? Yeah. Uh, People are flagging him down. They're like, "Your trunk, your trunk is open." <laughs> He's like, "I'm not drunk." The uh, this is definitely the you know for all the teasing the Falcon gets. This ship is definitely the worst shape of any ship that I can remember seeing in a salvage flyable ship in Star Wars. This has to be the the worst shape ship. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Um, so he also says Dank Ferric. Has that come I, up yes. before? I don't believe so. Suddenly it comes up, you know, a couple of times in this episode, more than once. And it's a weird, yeah. like, that suddenly to try to be able to um, throw something in there. You know, like, it's, it's like suddenly they're like, oh, all right. Um, and And maybe, you know, maybe it has and we're just missing it. Um, mm-hmm. It, I love the the looking up Dank Ferrick on um, Wikipedia takes you to the page yeah. about slang phrases and slang and the example that they give is that's so wizard Annie according to Kitster. I thought that I actually looked I looked at that section as well and uh, I think they should have I was disappointed that half of it was just like army jargon you know like oh this right. is how clone troopers refer to their guns this is how clone troopers refer to this and that and I like right. the more regular things, you well, know, like... Uh, this like is their rifle ferret. and this is their gun. Oh, apparently oh. it's come up... The the, the notations, the, the um, citations for uh, Dank Farrick are um, mm-hmm. from Mandalorian Chapter 1 and Chapter 9. So apparently we've heard it before. Yeah, I, it never it never stuck out to me before. It's yeah. odd. And now, I guess in this episode, we hear it at least three times. So they're really, they're really. Yeah, maybe uh, that's why. They're like, really? We're trying to make this a thing. And you know what? Not to to jump ahead too far, but um, I think it's the fact that, uh, you know, it's like, oh, we've got somebody from Battlestar Galactica on. We better better lean into our uh, normalizing slang. Or curses. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I I was trying to figure out what. if, if it was a tuckerization of something, dank ferret. Dank ferret. I was, was like, 
And my first thing was somebody named Frank Derrick. It seems like that would be, mm. if someone's name was Frank Derrick and you were trying to include, you're trying to tuckerize right. their name. So I Googled Frank Derrick. You never know. Maybe he'll be a sound guy at uh, Skywalker Ranch or something. And there's a mm-hmm. bunch of Frank Derricks, but nothing that mm. seemed, um, there was one, the main character of a novel. So I'm like, oh, maybe John Favreau really enjoyed this novel and wanted to, mm. that, that seems, even that seems like a bit of a stretch. So who knows? Right. If anyone has, has any inside information as to who is Frank Derrick, who is Frank Derrick? Mm-hmm. Um, we uh, the, my next note is uh, there we go, nice and easy, which is a it's a classic kind of uh, um, I don't know, I, I I'm always a sucker for that, you know, it's just like that that uh, totally overdone, you know, like cheap joke. Of like there, everything's you know everything's settled, and then something horrible happens, you know. But that crash, uh, yeah, yeah. Like and the, and the more uh, outrageous it is, the better, you know. Obviously, mm-hmm. they weren't going to explode and die here, but the, I love that. Uh, like there we go, nice and easy, and then the one engine kind of freaks out, and the whole thing goes into the water. Uh, I was really shocked at that. I, I actually gasped out loud when the ship fell in the water because it, yeah. it it seems so, um, uh, you know, like unexpected yeah because you just in the meta sense of like well they're standing here and you're not you're not expecting it to suddenly yeah it was it was a good it was a good gag yeah um and i can't imagine it's easy cgiing all that water splashing and making it i guess it's probably all done there's probably like an algorithm behind it right where to make um, the waves behave the way real water does wave behave that's what it's called you have wave to download, behave. download that software wave behave but wavier um, the um yeah, I mean it's it's both. Yes, it's not easy, and yes, there is an algorithm. There, there's, mm-hmm. I think, people who have you know spent a lot of time. You know, there's like specialists for each kind of thing. You know, like for hair and fur and and you know waves and all kinds of all, all other things. There's like, oh, we'll we'll get the the people who did this, I think, or at least right. you know yeah. get the the thing that they used for that. You know, the way that they did that, we'll get that. Um, uh, and then we also see the all-terrain, the ATAC, the all-terrain armored crane, which I really loved seeing. Yeah, I wrote at at Stevedore, um, <laughs> which is which is great. I love it. and and it even had the you know some authentic sounds. I mean, everything has authentic yeah. sounds because. But uh, I know I I complained that the um, Imperial Walkers featured prominently in both Rogue One and in the Last Jedi. Right. So I was glad that I. If it's obviously they're putting it here, but they're changing it enough where I'm like, oh, that makes perfect sense that that would be the that that was you know the twist of it. Right. I mean, it's right. clever. It's with a twist. It's an adat with a twist. Yeah. A walker with a twist. Let me know. <laughs> James Bond. Walk, uh, walker straight up with a twist. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I, I would want to see someone. I'd like to see one of those things um, in other other settings, other yeah. all terrain armored you know with different heads and different like attachments that you could put on it where oh not just specifically a crane like well no like once now that they've opened up the idea that you can put basically anything there you know i I would like to see other other things garbage trucks or uh right things like that that'd be cool the arms reach down and pick up all the garbage and throw it into the top of the uh or um, like a wood chipper, like a tree, you know, uh, tree trimmer oh, yeah. kind of thing. Like an indoor, like, like giant, yeah, wood, exactly. giant wood chippers. <laughs> that's a, that's what they. I hope they they reveal that one of the first things the New Republic did was like, okay, Endor is going to be our. We're going to put up a monument to all the people who died. Let's clear all these trees out of here so we can make a big. <laughs> and then they wind up, you know, totally uh, commercializing right. Endor. Um, um. So so they finally arrive on on Trask. Yes. And um, we meet Mr. Frog. Mr. Frog, which Mr. That, uh, last last week <laughs> I was um, um, I was saying like, oh, I wish we kind of got to meet Mr. Mr. Frog. And here he is. Um, uh-huh. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, Your b- wishes were before granted. we meet Mr. Frog, though, I think we see um, Cable Knit Moncal was my my note. I love this. Um, the, oh, the, the seafaring. Yeah, like that, you know, all right, well, it's a water kind of planet, so here's all the water yeah. creatures that we know. And it's a little bit um, reductive, you know, it's a little bit like, oh, of course, there's a water planet, so we just see the some of the water creatures. But like, though, we know that yeah. those two races are often found together because they're from the same yeah. planet. Mm-hmm. And so to have them kind of working together at this dock area makes sense. 
Um, yeah, I, I, I should like have it. thrown in a Kit Fisto or two. He's also, is he's he from there, aquatic. or does he just hangs out there? Well, he definitely is aquatic wherever he lives. Right, right. But um, yeah, I thought that was cool. I liked seeing all those all Aquarian. Uh, yeah. I learned also that you're not allowed to call them um, the Squid what heads? the. You're not allowed to call them oh. that anymore. Oh, it's, oh, in the Wikipedia, it says that that is considered uh, mm. in the in the slang and phrases sections. It's considered uh, in poor mm. taste. Um, Speaking of tastes, they go to the. Mm. Um, he goes to try to meet the other Mandalorian in the bar, or the, yeah, the restaurant, the inn, or whatever the it inn, is. He says the inn. That's right. And I was disappointed that the Quarren don't use their tentacles to pick up mm. food or anything like they were eating and their tentacles were all just hanging limp and i was like oh it seems like such a waste of a uh well i think of, of good tentacles you know earlier <laughs> on primitive quarren did but yeah now that they're in kind of you know this modern industrialized society they have to use their hands i guess so it seems like a uh step backwards if you ask me right well i'm sure that there's a there's a movement among the quarren to kind of get back to using your tentacles and you know mm. Uh, <laughs> that some big corporation had to sell them all silverware and, and yeah, made it yeah. seem like wearing using your actual tentacles was low class and poor so yeah. you know you they're all they're all in the pocket of big fork <laughs> um and so um we then we meet the, the other the other uh, titular mandalorians who show up uh right? yes scene? i well i had a note they in meet, between they meet him at the inn that I, I'm sure you know we've seen this eleven times already or whatever, but um, this is the first time that I really thought that I don't like that Baby Yoda has white hair. Hmm. Because we, you know, Yaddle has kind of you know um, luscious locks, and and yeah. we just assume that Yoda has you know white hair because he's nine hundred years old. So yeah, uh, I don't like well, that this how, baby has white hair. Maybe it's blonde. Maybe it's just you know how some babies come yeah. out they're really blonde and then as they yeah. get older their hair darkens a bit. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we'll mine are like that. Um. Yeah. All right. But yeah, well, it does seem it does seem I guess maybe it would be weird to have him have like black hair like it would look weird any other color on him, wouldn't it? I guess so. Yeah. Or pink like like a fuchsia fuchsia hair. <laughs> uh, well, speaking. Yeah, we don't know what color. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no. Speaking of uh, of fuchsia hair. Um, uh -huh. um, one of the first uh, people that we see from the who's not a, a, a Quarren or a, or a Moncal, um, kind of spying on them, um, is uh, WWE superstar Sasha Banks, aka um, um, I, I keep forgetting her real name. It's a good, um, um, but it's the the um, Mandalore, well, pseudo pseudo Mandalorian. I well, we'll talk about their their affiliations, but uh, yeah, Casca Reeves is the character's name, and, mm -hmm. uh, and Sasha Banks under her real name Mercedes Varnado. There you go. So she was one of the other ma fake man, the other one of the other Mandalorians. She is the one that we first see who's wearing she a cloak, kind of spying on oh. them. And then, so who she is has not been revealed, or that's no. And then she's yeah, she's with the with the the night owls. Yeah, uh, as we can we can assume that these are. I, I had to do a lot of a uh, lot of a lot of new canon reading uh, for uh -huh. this episode. Um, but uh, yeah, she's Casca Reeves. She's the the one of the night owls, the one who had the braid that wrapped around her head, kind of. Right. Um, and that was yeah, um, Sasha Banks, aka Mercedes Vernado, or vice versa, Mercedes Vernado, aka Sasha Banks, um, who is a, a in. If you like wrestling at all. She's very good. Hmm. Um, but um, it's, you know, that, that was a big thing before, uh, uh, leading up to this season, that was a big rumored thing, or not rumored, but everybody's like, ah, Sasha Banks is going to be in this season. Um, and I, I don't remember hearing, do you maybe you know, maybe you paid more attention to this. I don't recall, um, like, I, I would... Just as easily believe that we did or we did not hear that a Katie Sackhoff was going to be in this season, and that b um, her character uh, Bo Katan was going to be in this season. Did we did we know that? I don't recall hearing it, but okay. it might have been one thing I heard rumors about or something. So I'm right. not. Um, yeah, I don't know how much and like 
once she said her name, I, I'm, I'm sure there are people who knew who she was once she took off her helmet. Or there's probably people yeah. who knew she, who they were once they showed up in armor. I'm sure right. lots of yeah. you listening to this, watching this, you were like, oh, yeah, that's, oh, look, it's the Night Owls, and you got excited. Um, but, you know, having somebody who's not yet watched all of uh, or almost any of uh, Clone Wars <laughs> or yeah. Rebels— um, I was, I, it took me a minute to be like, okay, I think I've heard that name before, Bo-Katan. And, uh, then at the end I looked up the whole thing and realized that she had a, she had a rich history in the Clone Wars cartoon and then was, uh, was an important part of this storyline. And I'm, I'm not sure how I feel about that yet. I'm like, on paper, like if I didn't mm-hmm. know anything about, if I, if I, if I didn't have access to Wikipedia, I like the way that this all plays out. But right. knowing that there's a lot more to it that I feel like maybe I'm not missing out on, but there's so much more lore attached to it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how it plays out. As long as I can well, still maintain interest without knowing anything about it, I'm okay. Yeah, this I started getting a little... Um, uh, well, first of all, when they showed up, More I thought cautious. one of them was going to be, um, yeah, we're at DefCon, whatever the we're at the Code Orange or whatever the right. I forget what the code how, how that system went, but um, <laughs> uh, I thought it was going to be um, I can't remember her name now the 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 girl bounty hunter from not bounty hunter the girl Mandalorian from Rebels, right, right, the one who paints um, all her stuff. I thought one of them was going to be her, yeah, and um. It wasn't, but it was someone else from Clone Wars or Rebels or one, I forget Rebels. I guess. Um, I think I think Clone Wars. Looking it up, I don't know. Well, Rebels I, would have been time wise. Rebels was more recent, so that seems like anyway. But I also are, people are share screaming your tre- right now listening to this that they're that we don't know all. That. I share again, your trepidation. Yeah. Yeah. I share your trepidation um, because it seems like more and more EU stuff is is like creeping in. See, that's like, the thing. So now it's we not have the dark saber. It's not technically EU now. It's it's you know part of this full canon. When I say you know, EU, I mean together. stuff besides what's presented in this TV show and the Star Wars movies. Right. You know what I mean. Yes. It's safe to assume most of the people watching The Mandalorian have seen all the Star Wars movies, or at least most of them, but might not have. I think more people are watching The Mandalorian than have watched The Clone Wars, I'm guessing. Yes. So there's I'm, a lot I'm of people. Assuming. Most of the people watching it aren't going to know who. And I was. Okay, we'll get. Yeah, we'll get on. But so, yeah, I was starting to get a little bit more like, is this something where some character is going to be revealed and I'm going to be like, I don't know who that is. Am I going to get Darth Mauled by some, by, <laughs> yeah. uh, some other character? So, um,. We'll see. We'll see what happens. We shall. Um, we shall see. So, uh, also, they go on a boat. He goes on, like, is the Quarren um, ship? Yeah. Um, Quarren and they try to. Or they, uh, it's interesting because they attack him, but they're trying to get the armor, not Baby Yoda. They don't even care about Baby Yoda. Right. Yeah. They just use Baby Yoda as bait. Yeah. He's bait. Uh, literally. <laughs> um,. But um, I could not think. Uh, I can only think of one other time there a boat has appeared in a Star Wars film. Yeah, I, I was uh, pleased. I was like, oh, we don't really do a lot of on water. Yeah. Um, and are, are you thinking of the the bongo? No, I'm thinking of the boat that um, Padme and Anakin. Oh, okay. They show them getting out of that boat for one second, right when they, uh, you know, it looks right. like the. Um, the uh, HR Puffin stuff boat. Right. But other than that, I can't think of any other boats. Yeah, it's good. We need to, I, I like having stuff on water. It's a good, another good um, location yeah. change. Um, I guess it does raise the question of why do people still use boats when there's those, like hollow, like, like wouldn't a, a, a speeder be faster? Speeder be faster. But the bounty hunter. Um, but, uh-huh. you know, Presumably, they these boats float. <laughs> so I, I hope so. Um, <laughs> so you don't need to always be, you know, like it, it's more energy efficient, I guess, just to not always be like, yeah. you know, 
versus you can right. just let it float for a little bit, especially if you're fishing. You wouldn't want like a ground effect. You wouldn't want, you know, your engines to be pushing yeah. against the water to scare off all the fish. You just want to like kind of float, go right. with the flow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just my guess. Yeah. Um, and this uh, is yeah. where we are. It's confirmed that his helmet is not airtight because he goes into the yes. water and is clearly struggling to, uh, to breathe. Yeah. So we talked about that go. last that's... week and I, I was like, oh, there yeah. we go. Asked and answered. Yeah. Um, Although whenever whenever Starbuck took off her helmet, it went and made like a sound like hmm. like a like of a of a air like Darth Vader's helmet being taken off. So maybe that was just uh, maybe it attached to her little headband there. Oh, maybe yeah. You know, maybe that just to keep it more secure in place. That would make sense. Does does the, does Mando have a headband when he took off his thing? Was he wearing a headband? No, no, I don't think so. And, and the other ones don't either. That's just a that's just a special hmm. thing. But Django did. Yes, right? Hmm. Sometimes. Maybe. Um, Moving on. Anyway. Uh, so, so, so Starbucks says, yes, we can help take you to... Before they show up, I, I well, now I guess it is after they show up. But before they talk, I wrote uh, RIP Yoda pod. That pod has been an important part of this whole adventure. Yeah. His little floating pod. Right. Baby Yoda floating mm-hmm. in a pod. And uh, there goes the pod. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Um, what, what, what do you think? Maybe he'll now? build a new, build him a new, a new little vehicle of like an MTV Seven or something. Uh, um, he should put like a, do like a backpack or something. Make it a real mm-hmm. lone wolf and cub type thing, like a or born Luke, Luke and Yoda. <laughs> exactly. Um, um, but yes, yeah, so then Starbuck shows up and and reveals that she is Bo-Katan, and um, and I I like the and again this is probably, um been all kinds of showing up in um in in the cartoons but like i like the idea of different factions of mandalorians even though it you know i contradict myself all the time and i don't i don't want more of the fantasy stuff but like i do like Mm -hmm. that i do like the plot I, i like it when it's plot involved so i like him showing up and being like oh wait they're taking off their helmets they're not mandalorians and then being like dude you're not the only like your your people aren't the only Mandalorians. Like I like right. that that kind of you know universe expansion, world expansion, and then also like having it be kind of a plot thing. Um, and also tied yeah, in and, with... and it right, yeah, it uh, it it uh, I also liked it, and uh, I liked seeing it from another perspective because we've always, we've been seeing from you know Jango Fett's not a real Mandalorian and that Boba Fett's not a real Mandalorian. So does he see them as not real Mandalorians in the same way? Yeah. Or does he say, well, they're Mandalorians, is they're just a different breed, or is he just like they're heretics? You know, I want nothing to do with them. It, it kind of see feels that way. Like he he really doesn't. Um, well, yeah, I mean he's been it's, un- it's an uneasy alliance. He's been kind of raised orthodox in a sense that he doesn't even know. Right. Yeah. You know, that he's like, well, he's how could they be? Yeah. How could they be Mandalorians yeah. if they take off their helmets? That doesn't, that doesn't jive with anything I've ever been taught. But other, um, you know, other sects, other factions uh, yeah. are, are more, um, you know. Children of the Watch. That's, this, yes. that's what his branch is called. The Children of the Watch. So, yeah. Don't uh, like it. Sounds too fantasy. This part is where I started getting a little, and then also we're like, oh, we're going to restore the throne to Mandalore and the rightful. I was like, oh, this is, I don't want right. this. I don't want like, yeah, you know. I, I, I like, go, I'm going to like put my finger over Starbucks mouth, be like, don't, don't tell me all the fantasy stuff about how you need the dark saber to regain the throne. Just shush. And let's, let's, let's do more Star Wars and it'll be fine. I like, I love that you're here. Yeah. I, li- I like Katie Sackhoff a lot in a lot of things. And I like her as, yeah. um, you know, I like her in this and I like that she's a character that, that, you know, has depth uh, from beforehand. You know, mm-hmm. um, but I do not do not want, you know, the magic sword that reunites do the clans want. to regain the throne. Let's right. get that yeah, out of here. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, and that was another thing. Also, Jedi become a much bigger part in this one too, because yeah, you know, what have we heard? Have they said Jedi before? Like suddenly, he's just like, I don't know. I got to get this guy to more of his kind, and. Then she's like, "Well, wh- where are you taking him?" And he's like, "Yeah, I got to get him to meet some Jedi." And it's like, "Well, what? Well, did we? Did they mention that when when the armorer was telling him all about what was going on? Did she say I the think, Jedi? Uh, I think she said when. Uh, I think I remember him telling um, the Master Mandalorian 
Um, that, oh, he has these crazy powers that he can levitate stuff. And then she was like, oh, there's tales of these a race of wizards called the Jedi. That okay. He must be one of these Jedis. And then so now you have to find them. Uh, again, very weird that people who have been around who were children during the Jedi era have no memory of them whatsoever. Um, yeah. I mean, it's very, it, it's very weird. Isn't, but according to what I just read, isn't Bo-Katan basically like like obi-wan's sister-in-law shouldn't she know more about jedi <laughs> yeah it's it's it yeah that's <laughs> um but and speaking of which this is i was i was surprised when that's when they said um oh yeah well, that's at the end where she says she says that it's a sokotano so we'll, we'll get right, to that right, right, right. when we get there um question can you make a droid out of beskite sure hang on a sec Oh no! Wait, you mean that was just a okay, while he's doing that? I want to remind okay. him. <laughs> um, it's like um, it's like let's make a deal. I'll give right. one dollar to anyone who has a droid made out of beskite. Um, beskar is it? Is beskite like an alloy? Besk- oh, is beskar? It's called beskar. Is the metal? Beskar is the yeah. Okay, beskite Bes- sounds like it should be a metal though. Hmm. Uh, maybe is Beskite? That's what I'm saying. Is it like an ally, uh, alloy, or is it a? I'm probably uh, just I'm probably just mixing it up. Hmm. I'm probably just tuckerizing it. Maybe it's a it's a kite made out of Beskar. It's an indestructible kite. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I will say I'm also I was a little bit. Oh. I'm assuming you could, but it, it would not that it would be a waste, but nobody Expensive. would really do it like that. Yeah, that's so it's like you know you could make a car out of gold, but you know. Who's going to do that? It seems like that would be a good kind of uh, henchman kind of thing to have, you know, like a Maximilian from the black hole. Right. Like, oh, here's my here's my bodyguard droid made out of Beskar. Right. right. Um, uh, oh, I was also wary that now this is this. This seems to be a kind of I'm, I'm catching the theme here now where every episode he meets someone who tells him, go talk to that person. They'll tell you where to go. <laughs> Because he went from yeah, the, he, I mean it is a, he went from the yeah he went from the arm, armor lady to um, Amy Sedaris to frog person to uh, now to um, Boca Raton and now we're right. sending her him onto another uh, another mission so uh, right cat's paw no it's not a cat's mm. paw it's, it's a, like a detective thing where you're like I don't know anything about it but I've got a lead yeah. yeah exactly. So. Uh, apparently the um, a basilisk war droid is this made mm-hmm. out of Beskar? No, I don't know. I don't know. I that's googled cool. Beskar droid, and that's the first thing that came up, up was basilisk war droid. I guess what's what's happening is I need to watch these rebels and clone wars more. See, but I don't I don't like that the fact that that that's the conclusion you get from watching the show. But well. Listeners will be happy. My 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 detractors will be happy to know that um, this having all this is is like the I'd say it's sixty forty making me want to watch more versus making me disgusted mm-hmm. about the whole thing. So it's not you know it's right. if it if it threw too much and it was like ah, I don't want I don't want to watch this garbage. Like it's entirely you know that's within my nature to be like I, I don't need all this junk. But it's actually like right. it's it's weaving it in and enough that I'm intrigued. And I kind of want to watch more mm-hmm. of it, so we'll see. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, I uh, my I had a note when it because after he gets uh, rescued by by um, Boca Raton and the Night Owls, <laughs> who are appearing at uh, <laughs> in the Toho Lounge. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, he he he's he was like, you guys aren't Mandalorians, and just like jetpacks himself out. Um, but then when he's back, uh, back on the dock, it's like the, you know, I, mm-hmm. I, again, I will never fault this, um, Star Wars especially for, um, but, but, you know, a, a lot of this stuff, it, it, it dabbles in cliche so much that it's like, mm-hmm. it's ridiculous to point it out just is so seems petty as long as you make it work enough and like you know he lands on the dock and one of the quarren steps out it's like you killed my brother it's like that's the, the most cliche kind of like you know <laughs> like it's hard to find a, a more cliche thing going all the way back to like you know the bible but um the, the <laughs> yeah, it's um 
but you know it works because it's not a major plot point it's just like oh a little bit more peril and then they show up to save him again to prove that they're not yeah they're not really the enemy they're not holding it against him they're just kind of yeah uh, well we know that you're we're, we're going to give you a little time to adjust to the idea that we are also uh, on your side right save me once shame on you save me twice shame on right. me <laughs> now he has to go along with what they say um uh yeah so she tells him that the the deal is that he she has to he uh the mandalorian has to help them break into this um shuttle this ship the freighter mm-hmm. and um steal a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. and then then he'll she'll tell him where the jedi are right with a not just and, strictly stealing it's like with a cause that so they're they're using these arms to wage war against oh yeah it's a free mandalore to reclaim the throne and yeah yeah. Um, so um, this they now do, and um, yes, and we get to see surprisingly imperial mm-hmm. officers. And yes, troopers. who would have thought that they'd still be around? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I guess this is one of those little remnant holdouts of the empire that's still. Uh, yeah. They're the about. I like that. They're the ones. Um, uh, the ones that, that uh, Grand Moff Bugging Out are a part of. Like, he's got his own little kind of faction, mm-hmm. um, which um, is, I think it is, it's literally, they just call them Imperial Remnants, right? Um, right. Although I was impressed I the- by how clean the Stormtrooper uniforms were. I thought that at this point they'd all be kind of shop-worn because who's making yeah. new Imperial you know, uniforms these days? But Right. Well, but these are, um, you know, these are the guys who go to the water planet, right? So they don't get, um, they get wet. You know, they're, they're moldy, mildewy inside, but the outsides look clean. Oh, I see. Oh, okay. They <laughs> end up with a lot of um, um, rust, Barnacles. you know, inside. Structurally, they're, they're, mm. they rust a lot. Yeah. Um, That's Although it's plastic. But, uh, plastic like good... I don't know. Yeah. Good to see the stormtroopers are as effective as ever as ever with their combat strategies. Yeah, <laughs> just seem to be pour more and more guys into the room, no matter how many of you get shot, and then <laughs> like, let's shoot them a lot. There. Why did it um, take the Imperials so long to come up with the strategy of of locking them in between in between two blast doors? Like, why not? Why do you just keep pouring guys in instead of just shutting the door and saying, "Okay, now they're stuck in there"? Yeah. Um. But, that's why they lost. The, that's why they lost their empire. I guess they didn't. Yeah, they're not. Uh, these aren't the a. Not only are these not the. Um, they're not even the best of the best of the. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're already. The empire was already kind of a little bit uh, wanting yeah. in that um, regard, and then these are the the remnants. These aren't even like the best of the best. All you know died in the in the battle of. Uh, yeah. You know the against the rebellion. These are the leftovers from. From that, his so. best legion was on Endor. They yeah. got killed by Ewoks. <laughs> uh, um, I really like that idea, and I think they should lean into that by having the stormtroopers all be like like kids, you know, like teenagers. Oh yeah, they're like the only people right. that they could get. You know, like at the end of World War II, people defending that were either old people or or kids. That would be a neat, uh, you know, bleak social right. commentary. That. Um. Um. Yeah. This. Uh, they we, basically. We, uh, I'm disappointed that this um, unidentified officer. imperial captain. The mm-hmm. the we get a new imperial officer. We get actually a couple of them. We get you know two. There's the guy. Neither of them have names. It seems like. Um, well, we get a couple. We get the pilots, but then we get actual you know officers. We get the guy kind of in the cargo hold, who I can't even find yeah. a credit for. <laughs> Excuse me. And then we get um, we get a this the, the guy in in. Command here, unidentified Imperial mm-hmm. Captain Parentheses Trask. Um, that's not his name. He is a um, uh, that that's the planet that he's associated with, and uh, he's played by Titus Welliver, who um, mm-hmm. we've seen in a million things. Yeah, he's one of those character actors who you see in a lot of stuff. Well, he's like a yeah, he's like a golden age of television all star. Um, he's yeah. he's uh, <laughs> you know. Starting going back to the first time I remember seeing him is on Lost. He was he was the Man in Black, um, but he was also uh, I remember in Deadwood. Yeah, he was also on 
Deadwood, Sons of Anarchy. He had his own show, Bosch, for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been on like you know The Good Wife and all, all the things that people are like, oh yeah, have you watched that? Like he's in all of those. Yeah. Not all of them, but a lot of them. Um, and Presti- uh, he's a prestige TV regular. Yes, there you go. That's a good. It's uh, a good description. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, he was a um, perfect kind of guy to be an imperial officer because when you see him, you know he's a little bit like he usually plays kind of a bad guy. He's got a little bit of a, um, uh, an edge, not an edge, edge, but like mm-hmm. a uh, like a, you don't trust him when you see him. Are you okay with Americans? Um, I guess the Jedi kind of. Return of the Jedi was the first time I think we saw American officers, right? right? Up until then, I think they were all British or dubbed British. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that's that. Once we stop um, dubbing them. Yeah. Um, well, I also... Uh, um, there was one, I think one of the pilots, he said something and it sounded like he was trying to do a British accent. Um, <laughs> he said, uh, blimey, sir. Yeah cool they got us now um no it, it uh it's um, a under, isn't it <laughs> also on the mandalorians um the um yeah there, there's a there's a, the guy who looked like a little like a kid he looked like exactly what we were talking about like a teenager who was like the pilot mm-hmm. and i'm sure he's you know 30 something but um <laughs> He, um, I think he said something and I'm like, I don't think he's really British there. I could be wrong, but, um, he said it like something where it was like, it sounded like forced British. I was like, oh, is he just trying to sound imperial? And that could be, you know, diegetically, he could just be trying to fit in with the imperial kind of upper class oh, I like that. in trying yeah. to, you know, trying to kind of, uh, um, you know, shift his dialogue a little bit to, to, mm-hmm. um, but, uh, yeah, I, I really like the, uh, you know, I, I like any time we get Imperial officers talking and doing stuff and we get to see into their um, thing. And, and then he uh, he calls up uh, Grand Moff Bugging Out on the phone and uh, mm-hmm. and it's like, hey, they're getting us. And he's like, well, they're not going to get us, if you know what I mean. And he's like, all right. And he just shoots his pilots right away, which is an interesting um, method. <laughs> I don't know. I guess, <laughs> I guess that's the most efficient thing to do if you're going to crash the ship. But you you would think you would want... I don't know, like, like maybe just be like, hey, we're going to crash. I don't know, like give that like it would help to have more people in the cockpit with him as as we find out. You know what I mean? So maybe maybe that's yeah, not the that best is... idea, but I think he probably knows that they wouldn't they wouldn't go for it. Yeah, that it's, maybe he just always uh, wanted to kill them anyway. And he was just kind of oh, like, yeah. oh, now I finally get to finally get to do it. <laughs> My uh, my sick of getting stuck with lazy these guys. my lazy son-in-law who got this job <laughs> thanks to me. I finally right. get to uh, take him out. Well, so his name is Titus Welliver, which sounds like it could almost be a Star Wars name. Do we want to come true. up with a name for the officer while while we're here? Mm. Whitus Telliver. <laughs> Whitus Telliver. That's not bad, actually. Yeah. Um, or do we want to go old school and make it based on one of his lines? Yeah, one of you his know, lines, or the fact that he he you know bites that like electric cyanide capsule. Oh yeah, you know something like that. Yeah. Um, like, uh, yeah, like uh, Captain Molars. <laughs> Captain Molars. <laughs> Volteeth. Um, well, so we get another. This is uh, as I mentioned earlier in the show. This is where uh, Starbucks says. Um, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you where Ahsoka Tano is. That's yeah. the Jedi that I'm taking you to is Ahsoka well, Tano. And wait, before what? that, when he's she's she's like, all right, you need to help us get this thing, and he was like, that wasn't part of the agreement. Yeah. And then she says, oh, I'm changing, you know, basically, like I'm I'm you know I'm altering the terms of the deal. It's a, it's a funny like because it's like that's a whole conversation that Boba Fett is privy to. So we see a Mandalorian in the context of this conversation in Empire. And then mm-hmm. to have it play out between two Mandalorians um, is interesting. And I almost thought they were going to go for like a like a quote, you know, there, but they they didn't right. until yeah, yeah. she says she, he's like, "Hey, that wasn't you know, you're changing the the bargain, changing the deal." And she's like, "Yeah, this is the way." And like, I wonder if that was like uh, her her people don't say this is the way, right? Is that just the what is this the 
the children of the children of the children of the watch are the ones who say the watch um is that are that is that you know to them so like is that is that a specific phrase to their sect so she's almost like making fun of him being like well you know uh like i can't even think of like a i'm trying to think of a religious specific you know uh, um um i don't know like or or some something that only applies to people um or let's say they were you know he was a trekkie <laughs> and and they were uh you know um and she's trying to convince him to do something he's like hey you're you're uh you know you're you're changing the bargain and she was like hey live long and prosper right and he was like yeah okay you know or or, <laughs> or i guess it'd be like han solo i guess han solo like sarcastically saying well, may the force be with you you know right like yeah and, and he, he then, never does say it sarcastically but uh, right. Well, he, he says it kind of sheepishly, so maybe it's maybe it's, it's like sheepishly. That. But I think he is be. I think I don't think he's trying to bust Luke's balls at that moment. I think no, he's no, just, he's trying to be he's relatively. Like, he's he's making yeah. a he's reaching out an olive branch essentially at that point. Yeah, exactly. A space olive branch. Yes, a a giant Pete Alex sea grape branch. <laughs> Taste the rainbow. Yeah. So uh, we all kind of had heard that Ahsoka Tano was going to appear this season and mm-hmm. now her name is dropped. So they're not going to, you know, it's not going to be like a <gasps> like reveal. It, it will be yeah. a reveal when she shows up. If but she shows it's up. not I, like. Do you think you it's going to be a, kind of like a, a, like a Luke in, in Luke in the last Jedi? I think spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen the last Jedi, but a thing where it's, uh, I mean, Luke in, in the force awakens kind of a thing where it's, uh, um, you know, she's just going to show up at the, the very end. end. It'll be like, there she is. I don't know because that would seem to go against the, like, I mean, I guess that's what they did with uh, with uh, Grand Moff, um, yeah, and the Dark Saber, you know, Breaking Bad, Grand so. Moff Gus, yeah. I ho- I mean, I hope I don't know. I guess I'd rather see her sooner than later, but and I'd also not turn into a story about Ahsoka, right? Well, yeah, that that's yeah. Uh, what the good things. The way that these work, you know, it's it's, it's like I said, it, it's more enticing me to watch these than than making me kind of upset that I haven't seen them, um, right? In, yeah. in a sense, and and so instead of rolling my eyes because the story isn't about them, and you can't enjoy it without knowing all that, and it doesn't right. go too deep into it. So, if it, um, you know, if it works out that way, that it's like, oh, hey, well, they they're just going to run into Ahsoka, and you know she's going to play a part in this story but everything that you need to know about her will be revealed within the story and you don't need to in the context yeah you yeah. Don't, we're not going to do a story about her she's just going to help our plot move along which i'm assuming that they'll do so now i'm thinking maybe they'll have it basically the 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 i'm, I'm speculating again uh much like season one the end of season two will be like a essentially a two-parter mm-hmm. finale um so what are we three in? So we've got five more. Um, so at some point in the next three episodes, we have to f- get the gang back together, mm-hmm. right? So maybe uh, um, the gang will be justified. Oh, um, I wasn't even thinking about the new gang. I was talking about the old gang. I was about talking about getting. Oh, no, no, I feel like the new gang too. I feel like. Oh, all right. Uh... All right. He could be a part of the gang. I don't think the frog people would want to be a part of the game, no. but, but yeah, maybe. Although I could see them be pulling a surprise or something like, you know, how they showed her rewire that droid or something. Right. I could see them like, they're like, who could have done that? And then you're like, oh, it's the frog couple. And then right. you have a bunch of little frogs with them. And Baby Yoda would eat them. <laughs> I really did think he was going to like, again, they, they, did you see all the hubbub in the past week? There's been a lot of hubbub about the Baby Yoda eating the eggs. That people, people were horrified were by it. it. Yeah, they were upset by it, and then uh, Why? they even had to re- like, like I think Favreau or somebody else was just like, "Hey, that was that was just supposed to be funny that he was eating them." And people were like, "I, I saw like a think piece about like apparently they thought that was supposed to be funny, but it was horrific." And I was like, "Really? I don't know. Why was it horrific? Because I, I mean, he's you know essentially eating her children, but they're not fertilized eggs, as we said. Yeah, you know, they're they're it's like eating you know it's like." If you brought a chicken and you were eating the chicken's eggs, um, yeah. But um, you know, I guess but, if I was sitting down with a chicken, I would feel self-conscious about eating chicken eggs. If I was sitting yeah, a down bit. with a chicken, I'd be kind of right. like, but you know. Um, hmm. But it all works out because they they 
we see the at least one of them hatches. Do you think that whole thing was just to get one? Was that the whole deal? Like, you know, there's this just one one uh, offspring comes out of this whole predicament. I, that's a, it's an interesting uh, speculation into their biology. I mean, I right. guess normally frogs and stuff lay a million eggs because most of them aren't going to survive right. to to adulthood. Yeah, that's so. another thing. They, they probably lay a lot of eggs, figuring some of them are going to get eaten. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Maybe the ones that they don't that they don't fertilize, they eat themselves. They mm, cook them up. Could be. And, uh, yeah. Um, but even uh, once once it was hatched, I was worried he was going to eat it, and I think that was they were playing on that too. That they were like having him kind of sitting there playing. I think you know, I take it as partially he's, um, you know, being as incredibly force sensitive as we assume he is. Um, uh-huh. He's attracted to life forces. Not to get sure. too not to get too woo woo fantasy about it, but you know. Like he's he's interested in them because they are you know he can sense that they are life yeah forms he can feel the force flowing exactly right and so um, Uh, they did uh, if you recall last week they did what I thought was a little alien shout out with those eggs you know the eggs mm -hmm. with the creatures and the spider eggs yeah and uh, and this one the one of the they have a creature land on top of uh, oh yeah. They have that thing go on Yoda's face, just like the face <laughs> hugger. It seemed like a, a continuation of that. Uh, Which, again, leads to a little joke. And then like, the, uh, Don't play with your food. Yeah. And in the end, there was that other like uh, baby raftar that showed up there. Yeah. I wasn't uh, sure if that was that supposed was to be tried. a... That's not supposed to be a raftar, is it? It was just supposed to be no, some I, other kind no, of creature know. like that? It looked more like a, like a starfish, more so than a round ball, the way a raftar yeah. is. Right. But um, um uh, oh yeah, and my last note is that he should get a new ship because that's just ridiculous. <laughs> well, yeah, and it's crazy. I know you have a quest to, 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 yeah. I mean, I know you have a quest to go return Baby Yoda, but surely you can take one side job to get enough money to buy a ship, and then uh, you know, you think that'll factor into no? But well, well, here two 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 elements here. So maybe the Razor Crest will either by the end of this season it will either be destroyed or be completely refurbished right um because i think they're not you know they just started selling um razor crest toys so they're not going to totally ditch it right away yeah that's that's what i figured also that it's too much of a iconic thing at this point for them to uh right although i do like that they keep you know uh, i can't wait till they come out with battle damage razor crest that you can you know put <laughs> nets and strings and and bungee the trunk shut it'd be a good like lego set because then you could make it as as broken as you wanted to you know you could just literally just have a a a chassis with with the rockets on it yeah yeah it's a it's a good um i don't know i like the way i like that it uh it's doing a good show overall it's doing a good job of balancing you know arc with individual you know, ongoing story right. with individual tales, you know, so it's like I was, um, you know, once again, completely satisfied by this episode, but it doesn't completely reset. You know, you have continuity from one to another, so you're drawn in, right. yeah. but each one does, you know, you can just watch it kind of on its own. I, um, my wife is, uh, <laughs> is not uh, caught up. She has, mm-hmm. uh, I think we have three episodes of uh, season one that she hasn't seen yet. And uh, and so I was talking with my in-laws about the the new episodes, and she was like, "Well, can I just like skip ahead?" And I was like, "You know, almost, kind of. I think like it doesn't really matter. You know, you you it's standalone so far, there hasn't enough. Been anything, yeah. yeah. Other than like, some of the stuff that was mentioned in this episode, you would want to know about from the end of last season. But and there's, cer- there's certainly nothing you couldn't catch her up with with right. a few sentences. You well, know? but oh, I, there was this guy with a black lightsaber." But uh, <laughs> Yoda. Yeah, no, I, I told her no. She, we, we've got to finish it because I kind of want to go back and rewatch them anyway. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but so yeah. So, what did you think of this episode? You what did you what did you rate this one? Um, it's another strong episode. I thought I'm really enjoying this season quite a bit. I think they're mm-hmm. doing. Remember what some of the complaints that we had about last season were that it was like you know uh, a lot of filler between tent poles, and this doesn't seem to be yeah. filler. It's just kind of you know. They're, they're still, like I just said, they're still kind of, you know, standalone enough, but also mm-hmm. stringing along a, um, a plot of sorts. And 
who knows now that we're done with that kind of first arc maybe we'll have a filler episode or two but um even the filler you know essentially one of the, you know the some of the filler episodes were some of my favorites but also some of the filler episodes were some of my least favorites from last episode last season so hit or miss fillers hit or miss so far i'm I, i'm these are all above average which uh, obviously everything can't be above average because then there is no average but i think these are all strong episodes so far and i don't i don't know i don't know if i like this one as much as the other two but um i liked it a lot still uh i liked it a lot too i'm gonna give it uh an eight out of ten yeah that sounds about right um yeah i can't remember i like i don't want to pit them against each other right away but um you have to it's yeah. the nature of the business. I, 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 I'm still enjoying them, and I'm, I'm, I'm anxious, uh, excited for the next one, which is the goal of this show, to make me... I enjoy that, and I'm excited for the next one. That's all. This, this Best you can hope for. Episode accomplished its goal. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Quest completed. <laughs> so where will we see James Bond next? Uh, well, next week is uh, Chapter 12, Season 2, Episode 4, right? Do we know what the... Uh, yes. Um, sometimes they leak the title beforehand, so you know. Right. No, we just see that it's chapter 12. Um, so that's, uh, we didn't mention that this one was, uh, was directed by Bryce Dallas Howard, um, mm. which was an interesting... Um, uh, you know, I, I like not knowing beforehand. I like seeing at the end, like, oh, that's who did that. Um, did she do this episode in the first season? I think um, she might have done the, the our least favorite one from last season. Yeah, she did. She did um, Sanctuary, which is good because that means, yeah, yeah. And so it, it's so um, an upward upward climb. I'm I'm glad that that wasn't. I'm glad that that wasn't her. Um, you know, she can redeem herself Wonderful. a bit with it. It wasn't indicative of her of her talents, which I didn't think it was. But uh, yeah, um, I was. Uh, and again, you know, a lot of it's writing and and everything else, but. Uh, I was uh, I was happy to see that this one. Oh, I really enjoyed that one, and it was Bryce Dallas Howard, which is which is good. So, mm-hmm. um, was there anything else that we're missing? Um, oh, we had a, uh, somebody officially credited as deck officer. So that's a that's mm. a plus. Deck Kev- officer Kevin Dorf, who's apparently a, uh, nice. a comedy actor in a bunch of stuff that uh, we've mm. we're, we're familiar with, and so he's the. Uh, I wonder if he was the guy. Who who locked them in the cargo hold? I don't know. I, all I saw oh. was a credit for deck officer, so I'm not sure. Deck officer. Well, all right then. I guess that'll wrap up um, this episode, the heiress, which we both seem to like. Mm-hmm. So uh, strong season the so far. Wench. What? <laughs> and uh, thank you, listeners, for listening or even watching us uh, do this. And we'll be back next week with another brand new. Mandalorian. The Mandalorian.